0: Welcome to the Macrofab Engineering Podcast, a weekly show about all things engineering, DIY projects, manufacturing, industry news, and exploding rockets. We're your hosts, electrical engineers, Perker Dillman. And Stephen Craig. This is episode 376. And so before we get started, may the fab be with you on May 4th. It's coming up soon. It's like, what, a week away? It's like next week, right? I think so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, Thursday of next week. Yeah, so we'll have one more episode recorded by then, but it won't come out by then. So this is the last episode that will be released before that event. Uh, Go to macrofab.com slash events. Uh, That's where you can go Arvis VP and uh, see what's happening at the event itself. Um, There's going to be tours, that kind of stuff at our new facility. That means like I have to spend next week like cleaning up the whole engineering lab. It's still like only half moved into.
1: Is it just like random boxes and stuff? Boxes all over the place? everywhere.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: But it, hey, it's good motivation to do it. Yeah. So well, one of the one of the tricks I always do, and 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 I text my wife whenever this this is happening. If we ever need the house cleaned, I invite people over. I just. I make up a reason for friends to come over and then it's like, well, now we have to clean. Yeah. And and every time it happens, I always text her and be like, see, it worked
0: because the house is super clean. That's just like, that's just gaslighting your wife. Uh, No, it's (laughs) gaslighting me to actually clean the house.
1: (laughs) Like, I am so good at doing things if I have a reason to go do them. But just like doing things for the sake of doing them, that's so hard
0: and cleaning fits in that unfortunately i guess i put i put a so (laughs) i have a piece of software um called uh, i've been using called autosyst and it's for it's like mostly for like fleet management where you can like punch in um like a car and then uh you can put all the maintenance items and wait, 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 wait. we got to pause for a second. Are you
1: calling it the fleet now? Do you have a fleet
0: of cars? Technically? Yes, but no, I don't call, (laughs) I don't call it the fleet. I don't call it the fleet. You should No, you totally should. That's fantastic. Um, (laughs) And so I use it to mostly do the maintenance on the cars so that like when you fill it up, when you fill a car up, you punch in the gas, Mileage into your phone because it has an app, so you be like, "Okay, I'm filling up, and the mile of my odometer is this." And so it keeps track of your miles. That's pretty much what I use it for. So like, you know when like, oh, it's six thousand miles, it will alert you to your maintenance items. Um, it's easy to it's easy to remember maintenance for one car. When you start having three cars that you have to start maintaining now, you always start forgetting stuff.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Well, then when the checker is driving, that'd be four cars. <laughs> so, and it's called Autosys. Autosys, um, and I like it a lot. And I also started putting other stuff on the maintenance, like my uh, my air compressor. And so the air compressor, I put an hour meter on it, so I can just see how long the hours run for. But the cool thing about the software is it also has time base too. So like, if it's been six months and you still haven't hit, let's say, the mile requirement for your oil change, it will still let you know, hey, it's been six months since you lost oil change. You should change your oil, that kind mm. of stuff. That's cool. But so I have, like, the air compressor on a a monthly check to basically go right down the hour, what the hour meter says. Basically punch it in as gas, in quotes. Um and so, or in miles, basically I'm using hours as miles. And it's like, you know, every 10 hours or 20 hours, you change to oil for the compressor, right? Or something like that. Um, Hell, even
1: just opening the drain plug and-
0: Yeah, so all that stuff for the compressors in there. Oh. Just so I remember, because you it used to be like, I bought that air compressor back in the middle of 2020, and I had not opened up the drain plug yet. <laughs> Oh, It's been like okay. three years Fortunately there was not a lot in there I was just about to ask did you open it up And it just dumped everything It only dumped about a quart That's not actually that, that For bad. Houston in three years that's not bad Yeah exactly that's
1: that's not bad at all no. You know uh, the, the, the compressor you've Given me I haven't checked the oil Or dumped it I probably Need to do that although given Where it's at I doubt there's anything In the tank
0: Yeah, um, I did dump it the tank out and i did put fresh oil in it before i gave it to you
1: right i remember you saying that and i've had it now for how long two years year? year and a half year and a half something like that and it's and it is not terribly heavily used it is you it's it's very much like garage warrior used
0: yeah it it it, it, it gets used seldom but when it does get used it's like a hundred percent do you cycle for like a weekend
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and 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 any use in between that is just like oh i need to clean off my workbench Psh, just spray That's off the yeah workbench. exactly yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah mine's the same way it's like very like you don't use it during the week but when you do use it it's like a hundred percent do you cycle for the entire weekend running yeah very hard usage yeah well, the one I did get, though, is it's designed for like 100% continuous use. So I made yeah. sure why I would expect that way because I was finding the same thing out with that uh, one I gave you was like I was running when I did use it. I was running it like all the way topped out. And uh, I was like, this is probably not good for this compressor. Probably not. No, that thing still runs good. It ran great. Yeah, I never had a problem with that compressor.
1: It doesn't take that long to fill the tank,
0: too, which is nice. Yes, it is a nice. It's a pretty quick compressor. Yeah, I think that's basically like the uh, because that was that was like it's like a mid range harbor freight compressor. It's like basically the first compressor you can get or the cheapest compressor you can get that actually has an uh, oil reservoir for the compressor because everything <laughs> else that's cheaper is like oilless. Mm -hmm. Which means the moment you try to run like 100% percent duty cycle it's just going to like cook the piston.
1: Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. And then they say, you know, that's a you problem. That's
0: a you problem. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, I use that software. Uh, Where were we getting at with that? Uh, We were talking about cleaning, cleaning and stuff like that. I put in a monthly reminder to clean stuff. What what do you mean by stuff? Like like okay, toilets. So like oh, okay, so like yeah. clean just the bathroom. Sh- just a chore list. It's a chore list, but it, it actively bugs you about it until you do it.
1: I know nice. you, I know
0: you can do it in like in like Google Calendar or whatever, but it's 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 what it's it's doing something just to do it, even though it's like it's something you need to do or like it gets yeah. gross. Um,
1: yeah, t- toilets are different um, than. I don't know. There's a handful of other chores that like if they're neglected, they don't get as gross as toilets. So those are, those are ones that you just do, you know, and, and make sure you yeah, yeah, maintain,
0: yeah. but I just have it as a list now. Like I also have like, there's my dad's chainsaw in his, in um, his uh, generator. And so I run those like every month. And so it reminds me every month. Hey, you need to run these because they're you know carbureted devices. So they just need to be ran. Um, stuff like that.
1: You know something I, I find funny is when it comes to day job or your work environment. You know, uh, keeping your not not your your bench itself or your 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 office desk, but but your workbench that you're you know doing whatever work at keeping that clean is not that difficult. Like the idea of like, oh, it's the end of the day. Put my tools. Yeah, put everything away. My workbench at home is a completely different situation. Even though it is in so many ways similar to what I do at my day job. Like the way I kind of feel about workbench is like, I'm trying to execute things and I'm trying all these new concepts and the way it gets cleaned is when I need like a reset, like I'm starting a new project. The very first thing I do is like I'll I'll straight up get like cleaning wipes and, and get the, the, the table like flawless so I can feel good about starting the next project. But the whole thing about, you Know, end of the day, it's 5s or whatever. Like, keep it clean and and you know, clean up your bed that that goes out the window the second I leave the office, like <laughs> the day job like.
0: <laughs> at home. It's a different, it's a different beast. Yeah, I'm hoping to find um, some different software. Like, maybe I haven't tried looking around yet, but um like an maybe an open source or like a free alternative to Autosys because I'm basically kind of maxing out like the cheapy plan. um, And I'm like, I need more, <laughs> more functionality. So um, I'm hoping to see, I got to start looking around, see if there's like a free alternative or something like that, like an open source I can run on my own server or something. Because no. I would like to have an app. Like and wait, so I can punch in like the gas mileage and that kind of stuff. So it keeps track of your mileage.
1: Yeah. No, uh, that's that's a that's a cool way of doing it. I like the fact that there's, uh, it's time or mileage. Yeah. Not just one.
0: Yeah. Um, because
1: it's easy to ignore one of those. Yeah, it's honest. yeah, it's very easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like Google Calendar would take care of time, but it would have no concept of like. You know, if you drove, you know, halfway across the nation, and came back, and then you had to do maintenance on it, like it would have no concept of that. It wouldn't care. No, I guess you could combine like Google Maps, like your location, with that, but then you'd have to tell it what car you're driving.
1: I think I think what you just said there, how is the the problem though? Where you said you could combine it? Um, yeah once again it relies on you actually executing on something and that's the whole purpose of one of these things is that it takes you out of the equation exactly. other than like yeah sure you have to go and either you change the oil or you take it somewhere to change the oil you have to remove the you element out of it as much as possible
0: yeah like do doing the maintenance is the that i enjoy doing that it's just i have to remind myself when to go do it
1: <laughs> right Right. 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 You know, speaking of that, my truck really needs an oil change. Uh, I don't drive it much. So in terms of its uh, in terms of its mileage, it's probably fine. But it's timing. Well, wise, it's well overdue for an oil change. I should do that. Yeah, I need to get on that.
0: All right. Our first topic of this week is uh, it's not about cleaning, not about cleaning or or Software to remind you maintenance items. Um, it is favorite episodes from listeners. Uh. This is not actually from listeners yet. This is that's a question to our listeners. Um, I'm currently writing an article of like because we have we have 376 episodes when this one comes out. We have 376 um, and I'm writing a article for like. If you are a new listener to the Mac 5 Engineering podcast,
1: these where are where you, you should start.
0: Yeah. Cuz yeah. like telling people to start at number 1 is probably not a good idea. Um it took us quite a while to kind of hit our stride and people who've been listening to us for 376 episodes will know that. <laughs> so. You know, I, I I've thought
1: about this before because because you know, in just passing with meeting new people or whatever, you know, you, you get you, you talk to people and you know what do you do and tell them and then i'm also part of a podcast and they're like oh well tell me about the podcast blah 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 and i always have to think of like should i tell these people to listen to the one we just did last week or should i tell them something else because mm-hmm. i like i always have to think about that and um and so yeah i think it's it's fun to look back and uh Try to figure out like what's what would what would we say is a good episode to go listen to, or or better yet, what is your favorite episode,
0: Parker? So, my I'm gonna cheat because you're gonna say the same thing. I think is mm. the Star Wars episodes are my favorites. Um, those aren't very good ones to point people to, though. Um, they're not indicative of like all the rest of the weeks of the year, yeah, exactly. Um I think the one we had with Josh, uh, our editor, was probably one of my favorite episodes we ever did. the The Star Wars one with Josh? No, we did one with just Josh. Just Josh. That was way early on. It was very early. I think that was like a sub one fifty episode. I mean, that was a bomb shelter episode. Yeah, it was in the bomb shelter, and that was that was a really fun podcast. Or the one with Michael Lyons of Sentex Paranormal. Which was also a really that early was way early that was on, before yeah. the bomb shelter was the bomb shelter because remember we did that one that was right outside the bomb shelter yeah we did that one <laughs> in like a security booth at the post office and it was hot it was super <laughs> hot
1: I felt bad we had a we because we actually had a guest in person and it was
0: like 90 degrees, 90 degrees in that room. <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and we drank we had, all we had to keep ourselves cool was beer <laughs> so we drank so much beer on that episode <laughs> that was fun that was i love those fun. two episodes um there's probably way more um like we had james uh james lewis uh who's the bald engineer we've had him on the podcast i think twice
1: definitely uh, at least once right. to yeah. talk about capacitors
0: yeah. and the capacitor episode was great you yeah. know um So, yeah, if I was going to pick three, that would be the three then.
1: uh, Okay. Okay. So I'm going to cheat maybe just a little bit. And uh, those who listen to it probably laugh about this, but I obviously fangirled quite a bit. But uh, when we had um, Brandon Sander on from uh, Inheritance Machining just two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. That was fantastic. Just because I love his work so much, and it was it was awesome to to, to have him on. That was a really really fun episode for me. Uh, I also love the um, oh, what are they called? Um, Idea Tank podcast. Oh yes, those ones are just. Re- I, you know it, what, what's funny about it is like the episodes where we just get to like goof off a bit. <laughs> tend to be really fun and the idea tank ones are are very are very goofy uh and so that was um gosh we've we've done i think three episodes with them
0: yeah that sounds correct
1: three no three sounds about right yeah uh, actually i
0: think we did two and then we had um one of them on to talk about uh retro bright
1: Retro, right. That's that's right. Scott came on yes. um, to talk about right No, I, I thought we did three regardless uh, Those episodes the idea tank episodes are, are a ton of fun You know, and and it's funny because like our regular episodes like I guess you would consider what we're doing right now a regular episode uh, just because there's not a guest or a special topic we've had so many that were just off the cuff fun that it's it would be hard to pick one of those mm-hmm. uh so i'm not just saying like hey go listen to our entire catalog but i guess i'm saying hey go listen to our entire catalog <laughs> uh but but yeah i would say favorite episodes inheritance machining for sure idea tank and of course i'm going to say the same thing the star wars episodes are awesome <laughs> there's so, so much fun
0: yeah i even this past one i I, well, I think like this last episode that star wars that we did last uh Uh, which we 2022 december um it's gonna be really hard to top because all of our topics like everyone did like a super in-depth topic and it was long it was was like two and a half hours and we had we still could keep going that was the thing we we, we had had to stop us i was like guys we're at like two and a half hours
1: yeah we had to stop because because one of the people had to go to bed
0: (laughs) yeah josh yeah we always had to go to bed yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) that was solid but we're like guys we gotta we gotta stop because roz has to go to bed because like we even said like roz you gotta go to bed and then roz went on like a 10 minute tear at the end of the episode (laughs) i do okay so the star wars episodes what's funny about
1: them is the fact that out of any episode that we do I hear like no noise whatsoever, and what I mean by noise is like the Slack channel never mentions anything about them, like we never get a tweet like saying like Hey, check this out or whatnot. Like it's it's almost like they don't exist. Like nobody mentions them, but I love them so yeah.
0: much, and that that's okay because um, those oh, are totally. really those episodes are are for us and our friends. <laughs> <Dude>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they they are really fun, and 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 in previous years we have done things surrounding them like we played a star wars rpg not this last year but the year before that Mm -hmm. we we played a whole rpg like a few days before and then went and did it so like you know just get in the mood kind of thing Mm -hmm. is there a you know a super i guess we're tangenting here but uh, is there what what do we have this year that's coming out star wars related we have mandalorian that one's
0: already done yeah, which I haven't even started. But season you know. three is already done. Yeah, I haven't started yeah. it either. I for yeah. I love the Netflix model of they just dump all the episodes and then I can find the time to go binge it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that
0: too. Yeah, I, I Because then I,
1: it's fresh in your mind. Like, it, you know, all the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's fresh in your mind. But also, that's just how my schedule works. Like, I can't... It's hard for me to go, okay... I need to set aside an hour and a half to go watch this show every week at a certain particular time. You know, usually it happens. I'll have a weekend where I'm like, not like not. Basically, if it rains in Houston, which happens a lot in the spring and, and summer, I'm like, well, I can't go work outside of my cars. So I'm going to go binge watch something. Yes. So when that happens, which will probably be like this coming up weekend since I just cursed myself, um, yep. I will get to binge the Mandalorian. Get to watch all the episodes.
1: And we've come full circle now. That's exactly the way that cleaning happens, where, you know, the, all the people who are like, I'll do five, ten minutes of cleaning every day. No, I'm like, no, I'll do eight hours of cleaning yeah. once yeah, every, once a week. Kind do of thing, all you of it. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when
0: I do cleaning um, too, like the big cleans, like part of yeah. that's also like, okay, now I gotta take the I gotta clean the pinball machines, get underneath it, clean the glass and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big stuff. Clean the garbage disposal, clean the traps out of the dishwashers, all that. Ugh. There's so much stuff you gotta clean. Mm-hmm. And the more stuff you have, the more you gotta clean. Or you gotta clean.
1: Yeah. Or you or you don't clean it and it's just gross. Yeah, it just gets <laughs> gross. Ugh. Yeah. I've, it's funny because I, I clean half of my basement I have what I call the dirty <laughs> side and I have the clean side and the electronics are all done on the clean side and I keep the desk nice and I'd like I have a rug in my basement my basement's unfinished uh, I have a rug in it that I vacuum like I Is make it- that nice but the side the other side where I weld and do woodworking and stuff it's just it's it's, uh, it's rug, a nightmare the
0: rug just tie the room together oh I'd make yeah it's just chef's kiss <laughs> so back to podcast episodes yeah. um so i'd love to hear from our slack channel what their favorite episodes or their favorite guests were so i can compile this uh this article um but our our top downloaded episodes so i also looked at like stats and stuff uh, our top downloaded is episode 153 discrete atomic loofah control which was when we had uh, Chris Kraft and Benjamin Heckendorn on the podcast down in the bomb shelter. This was right before Hurricane Harvey hit, like a couple months before Hurricane Harvey, if I recall. Yeah, they were down
1: for like a fishing trip, and you guys went on a flight in a B-17 bomber. Yeah. Did all kinds of cool stuff. And
0: this episode is really, really weird. because like The topics (laughs) just go everywhere. Yeah. But this is the thing about this episode. It is a landslide of how much more people listen to this,
1: which is strange. Yeah, like most why? of our
0: yeah, it is because most of our episodes tend to like limit around five thousand five hundred ish downloads. This has over ten thousand now, hmm. and then we have a couple that are like seven thousand. But like, there's three thousand downloads between number one and number two. Hmm. It's
1: quite a and, gap, and, and it's funny because the 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 topic the loofah topic what if i remember right in that episode it it wasn't even like no one planned on it it was just like randomly brought yeah. up by chris craft
0: yeah about like it was, we'll talk about 3d printing right and then he brought up oh, bi- Luffa's being like uh efficient like a like a no like a biological 3d printer where you well yeah but like efficient infill kind of thing. yes yeah kind of like, if you could take a loofah and then you could genetically engineer like the stuff inside to have it just print in quotes, I'm using print quotes stuff inside of it because it could just assemble stuff. That's a really weird episode. Go listen to it, everyone.
1: <laughs> I was just supposed to say the same thing, it's super weird. I love
0: that episode so much, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: what well, you know, whatever works at at this point after three hundred and seventy something episodes, I hate to say it, but it's really hard to just even have an idea of what works because everything you think works gets flipped on its head the next week
0: yeah i know in terms of downloads the only thing I do know is uh during like spring break, like March in the united states we our our listenership drops off like a rock.
1: Mm, all the college kids, yeah, know, they're out partying and not listening to cool podcasts like yeah, this. A cool
0: podcasts. We actually do get a lot of listens from uh, universities. Yeah.
1: yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, send in, in either on the Slack channel, which is macfed.com slash Slack, or emails at podcast at macfed.com, or tweet, or however you want to contact us on what your favorite episode was. Or, or an episode that you think would be a good way to introduce people to the podcast. Mm. That's actually yeah. what the article is going to be about.
1: <laughs> the, well, there, there's a difference between what's a favorite episode and what's good for someone who's never listened
0: before. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. The epi- remember the the first episode we had Misha, who's the CEO of, the, of Macrofab on?
1: Oh, with the, the whole um vectors of attack.
0: Yes. That episode yeah. is great. Cause that was a supply chain episode. Mm-hmm. And that oh, that podcast like I just remember like because uh Misha was talking about uh supply chain security and he brought up like how uh the federal government like took over and like basically man and middle a whole bunch of routers at one point. And Steven you're like oh yeah, that's a good story. And then Misha's like, no, it happened. <laughs> and you were like, oh. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. So.
1: You know, another uh, another good one that stands out uh, to me, in fact, I've used it recently, some information from it, was uh, when we had Cody on from uh, Macrofab to talk about oh, yeah. ERA, AI and the uh, counterfeit parts, uh, basically database. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shared that with some people recently and they're like i didn't even know that this existed and they're part of a quality team and they're like this is fantastic it's like yeah go check out this episode yeah with Cody. E-I-
0: e-i-a e-r-a-i oh there you're yeah i think i got it wrong during the, that podcast too
1: i'm pretty sure we both did
0: yeah um yeah that was, that was a good podcast episode for um because i was in the midst of all the supply chain stuff and if that's having good um that, that uh, organization is a good place anyways right now just for like counterfeit parts and um, who's like legit in the industry and that kind of stuff. So like if you're finding like a new manufacturer for yourself, you can go look them up there and see like, do they have anything like on their record? It's like It's a permanent record of someone's like manufacturing business.
1: Oh, yeah. Cody was mentioning some guys who are like, hey, they're fine now. But a decade ago, they had, you know. Problems. Some some black marks on on their record and stuff. And, and, yeah, problems. And so, you know, it it's just gives you that much more firepower. And to have a unified database where you can just search and and figure that out. You don't have to have contacts or whatnot who know these kinds of things. It's yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so well, I'm going to start doing this now because one of the feedback I've heard was we kind of just like jump to the next topics a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually kind of like putting in like a break, I guess, um, <laughs> but, I, but I'm a break. And I, then I'm kind of jump. like breaking the fourth wall, I guess. On the, Well, what I was going to do is like, be like, Oh, so before we go into the next topic, do you have anything else to talk about this topic about? Oh, yeah. no, I don't No, Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump to the next, yeah, topic. Let's go to the next topic. <laughs> so, So so far, I don't have any bullet points for this one yet because we're going to come up with them is the next electrical engineering contest. So we're going to do another contest for the podcast. We need to come up with the topic, I guess, or. uh, Theme. Is theme a good term for it?
1: Yeah, I guess so. It's been a few years since we've done a contest. Uh, the last contest was "Useless Device," right? Useless Device. That was that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and it's I think that was gonna be hard to uh to beat. I think because that was a lot of fun. Um, but I want to like start spitballing some ideas on podcast like a a contest idea i guess yeah yeah
1: Uh, in fact i was going to bring this up the other day um and obviously we we can do something different but hackaday just released oh gosh on the 11th of april they released their op amp challenge so it was designing circuits just entirely around op amps and you could do whatever you want they just has has to incorporate op amps so something something in those lines would be would be fun um so yeah uh, actually for those who are interested go check out the uh the op amp challenge over on uh, hackaday it's they have some really cool just ideas in in their um uh introduction article so yeah we need a a, a theme or an idea for the next engineering contest uh, just in general we're talking about this year, right? I mean, the contest is yeah, I'm this thinking summer ish.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about basically like start the contest when summer break hits for college.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good move. Yeah,
0: Um, uh, so some ideas I just came up with like maybe we do like USB powered only devices, mm. so anything that's USB powered, okay, uh, USB C. Kabitsi, I didn't. I did not specify what type, because there's potentially a lot of power available. Exactly, exactly, or low power. You know, it just has to be USB powered. Um, What else? I was looking at CAN bus stuff, but I don't know how interesting people like. It might get more people to do CAN bus stuff, but I don't know how widespread that would be.
1: You know, one thing we have not done before, if I, I don't think we have, well, most of our design contests have been wide open,
0: wide open, such
1: that it's such that the, what people are going for is just, we get a huge variety Mm -hmm. of stuff. I'm wondering if it might be fun to do something where we have one target and everyone approaches it in a different way. Uh, You know, so say like, try to make the lowest power X okay so
0: instead of a funnel it's a a megaphone
1: yeah 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 like the the there's a target and somebody does the best job at hitting the target as opposed to just like making us laugh
0: <laughs> yeah we but can do it that way
1: those are fun and it's just a thought you know yeah like, like y- y- your comment on low power stuff is basically the cat feeder on reminder yeah your project like who could make the lowest power cat feeder
0: on a reminder? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't make people make a cat feeder and a reminder, though. I'm just using an example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's the trick is, uh, yeah. like, what co- what uh, topics do you want? Um, so if people have ideas, post them in the Slack channel. Um, kind of lean towards a USB device, like USB-powered device, just because that kind of, like, limits kind of the scope in some ways. Mhm. But who knows.
1: Yeah, it needs to be it needs to be wide enough that people want to go and do it. Cuz cuz something that was going through my mind is it would be really cool to have a design contest where the result was open source such that people could build it. Uh and so something like a USB powered uh voltage reference or something like that such that if you needed like a a really nice I don't know how about this is this has extra challenge behind it a really nice 10 volt reference or something like that so you couldn't just v- regulate down you'd have to you'd have to boost up and then come up with 10 volts or you know something of that sort could be fun something that at the end of the day people would want to build mm-hmm. for themselves that could be cool and actually something that would be fun too is a design contest where we even look at your documentation so it's not that you just have to make a thing. It has to, we have to be able to review how to make your thing, you know, but maybe that's mean.
0: <laughs> that was part of the last contest was documentation where we could part of the, of the criteria was on documentation.
1: Uh mm-hmm. ah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: wasn't a big, big percentage of the mm-hmm. uh, results, but it was in there. Um, Making that, like, the soul thing be like, we don't care what you give us, but the documentation needs to be amazing.
1: Yeah, now that would be fun. <clears throat> you know, um, something where FR4 is used as an enclosure, that would be fun to have as part of a contest
0: as well. That would Just be because fun.
1: I'd love to see how people get creative with utilizing
0: FR4. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, let's let's put let's pencil that one in for now. <laughs> FR4 enclosures,
1: yeah, or or maybe it's something where FR4 enclosures gets you an extra thumbs up. I don't know, just spitballing here.
0: That use how about structural FR4? Ooh, I like that.
1: FR4 is the engineer's mechanical uh material.
0: <laughs> Why cuz it's it's super or electrical stable. engineers yeah, I'm say electrical engineering. I mean. yeah. Electrical
1: engineers, that's what I meant.
0: Because it's the one thing they know how to work with. Yeah. Well also you don't have to you don't you don't tolerance it. You stay above a number and you're good.
1: I know that's a topic that we've been trying to breach
0: yeah. For, I, I want, like I'm a few talk months about
1: that. now. Yeah. 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 Like tolerancing mechanical tolerancing and electrical engineering. Like how how do we connect all the dots here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Some way of practically using FR4 outside of just electronics. Or in conjunction. In conjunction. Like yeah. if your if your enclosure also included FR4 like signaling or
0: power or whatnot. Mm -hmm. That could be cool. I like it. Yeah. we might come up with a different idea too, but that's, that will be the one we penned in right now or pencil in.
1: So we'll try to have this all ironed out. What before the summer? That's that's yeah.
0: Maybe in like by next episode or in two episodes, we'll have the topic and actually like floated out there and then start making the rules up, which is basically copy and paste from two years ago. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you made some kind of device a
0: trophy we both did
1: we both did no no we it. we made a trophy that what uh displayed the temperature of mars or it was the weather we, a on weather
0: is a weather for mars
1: the weather from mars but 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 i'm thinking of something completely different where you made something that was like an array of parts that could be addressed and then you could still break them apart at one point in time, um, it was like V
0: scored, but had traces in the V score or something. I, what am I? Oh, that was some LED panels I was testing for pinball stuff. OK, OK. Yeah, it, they were a dr- like serialized LEDs, like a APA 102. Um, and so the panel, the traces were connected, but then you could snap it apart. And it would still it would just snap through the traces. Okay, it's so you of could test it the, as a panel, but right, Each one has, has its panel. own yeah. connectors, basically. So in you would have
1: exposed copper on the edge after that, but in in the application it was going to it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. That okay. So that's got me thinking. Maybe we could do a slight. Uh, follow me on this. Maybe we could do a slight artistic bent to this. What if we did a project where I'm just thinking here, you have to make the whole project on a flat PCB, but then it breaks apart and it solders into something three-dimensional that is still electrical. PCB like, so maybe origami? Like, yeah, PCB origami, but like maybe there's still like LEDs in different orientations or something like that. So, But it has to be made on a flat panel first and then breaks apart and solders together into something three-dimensional. I don't know how many people would be interested in doing
0: yeah, that. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I don't know. Because I also, I don't want, I know we just said project that uses FR4 in structural ways. I also kind of don't want to force people to buy a bunch of PCBs and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: But maybe that, that just is. Have a
1: bunch of waste PCBs. Around. Yeah,
0: yeah. So stuff to think about. Like the whole lot, like last time was the use the useless projects. Hmm. Um it it never even really spe- it had to be electronic in some way and that was it. And we had a lot That's of people true. who just built breadboarded stuff, which was fine. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's just a thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on electrical engineering contest?
1: No, Parker, we can jump to the next topic
0: oh when was this like two months ago um yeah back in february um i bought a 2021 chevy box truck and we kind of like talked for i think like 10 minutes of just like the plans basically it's going i'm going to turn into an rv or i am turning into an rv i should say right now um so i'm going to give an update on it it's not the most exciting stuff i've been working on because a lot of it is just doing 12 volt wiring and like sound deadening in the cab but um i basically finished all the i'm calling the auxiliary power infrastructure um so it actually has two of these in this in the truck so it's gonna it has one side is like everything that the truck needs the drive, right? The drive around and like what you use while you are driving around. And then there's like the RV side and I'm kind of keeping them as two separate systems. So if one dies, you still got the other side, everything works fine. So the truck side is like 95% done in terms of that. The RV side hadn't started yet.
1: I would hope so because it's a new car. Like I would hope that you didn't have that much more to
0: do. Well, so I'm, um all the stuff I'm adding what the big thing with it was I didn't want to splice into any of the factory harnesses. I actually removed all the stuff that the 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 company that built the box truck part or the the upfitter. I actually removed what they did to the harness and put it okay. back to factory. And so um basically like I put in a a radio harness because i have put in aftermarket you know like an android auto compatible dash unit um, and that's how i got uh, switched power out of because it's a it's a gm chevy product and it, there's no like switched voltage signal anymore you have to go through can bus so this there's basically it's a module that like talks can bus and like fakes being a radio and then it passes the audio, and signaling stuff to like a normal dash unit. It does like the the middle talk to the CAN bus for you, but mm-hmm. it gives you the switching signals and all that stuff you need to do everything else you need. So I added a, I guess I can throw some pictures up uh, on the show notes. A uh, auxiliary fuse box underneath the hood, so I had to build a bracket. I built lots of brackets. There's a lot, a lot of brackets. Um, so I built a bracket to hold the uh, fuse box. Um, and then, are, I, are you just making
1: these with like steel and an angle grinder?
0: Uh, aluminum. Oh, Okay. Aluminum and bending it, and uh, putting in like threaded holes and stuff like that. They look good. Mm-hmm. Like nice. I I wanted them to look like when like I had to do like a factory like uh, a warranty or something like. The mechanic would look at that and be like that's not the problem yeah. <laughs> i like it oh is this is
1: this in relation to your um aluminum welding the other day or, and the, yeah. the whole text about aluminum welding sucks yes aluminum welds. <laughs> su-
0: i actually ended up not welding it and just doing okay. building that bracket in a different way <laughs> um
1: redesign as opposed to get more skillful at a skill
0: yeah at aluminum welding because my skill level at aluminum welding is in the negative i would say like i do more damage than actually performing the weld with aluminum aluminum sucks steel steel tig welding i'm actually not bad at it now aluminum no idea what i'm doing wrong no idea um so yeah i got the uh oh and i put in like a auxiliary uh relay panel underneath the hood too so the it's got two basically big chunky solenoid relays um one when you turn it on it uh it basically activates the lift gate in the back um, by the way most lift gates on trucks are just powered up all the time so if you know how to run them you can just go to a truck and run it <laughs> i mean yeah most of them just have a, a little switch like a two-way switch on it yeah well some have like a secret switch that's like the power on switch that's in the back but does yours have a secret it does have a secret switch but (laughs) mine i actually made it so that it doesn't get power all the time okay so i have a relay or solenoid i should say um it's a it's a contactor i have a contactor underneath the hood that only sends power when you flip a switch uh in the dash on
1: oh okay so so yeah there's there's multiple steps to get the lift gate working
0: yes yeah i didn't want to send power to the rear of the truck with uh four gauge wire all the time that didn't really sound like a good idea to me so it has a. you know
1: if if you're like a delivery guy and you're doing eight hours a day with that lift gate and stuff totally makes sense to just be able to hop out of the cab go and flip a switch and it's running but for you yeah the way you're approaching him 99% of time, it. 99
0: percent time now i'm going to be using liftgate so i right. was like i'm just gonna have a relay that turns it off yeah totally makes sense and then i have another relay big relay that does the switched power for the truck so i get the signal from the head unit area that that 12 volt is on like the run ignition switch that, that's mm-hmm. on that goes out into the hood where there's a big relay and it flips that relay on, and then I have 150 amps worth of switched power now that goes to a mm. fuse box that I put in.
1: So so you have like a power distribution box inside the cab, or not the cab, the box, right?
0: Yes. No, 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 no. This is under the hood. This is just the truck side. So this runs stuff like the transmission fan, runs stuff like the uh I have an air pump air system for the truck. Um the great thing about this project is I'm reusing all the stuff I, like, took off or ended up not using on my previous projects. So, like, I have a <laughs> whole, like, air compressor system that I was using on my red Jeep, and I took off because I put a different system on. So I had this whole, like, nice system. I'm like, oh, I get to put that on this truck now. So I get to, I'm basically reusing, like, depleting all my reserve parts, which is nice. Um. So, yeah, I got uh, basically all that. I'll I'll post the pictures, but that side's almost all done. Um, Over the weekend, I finished up the trailer wiring. So I have like a trailer controller and trailer brake controller. And so I had to run like big, beefy wires to 20 feet back to the back of the truck through the frame and uh, put in all the terminal blocks in the back so I can... Run all the wiring out properly to all the lights and stuff. Um, then I I finished up the dash like I made a little dash plate that will hold um, the uh, I have so I have a switch panel that's actually from it's not for the Chevy Express van which is what I have it's for like the Silverado trucks because uh, you can buy like the upfitter module the upfitter module is just like a, a it's a relay box that goes up underneath your dash. I think you can buy them for like 90 bucks with like the switch panel and stuff. It's really nice on like eBay. And I bought one and it doesn't fit the van, of course, but, you know, some soldering, some crimping, you can make anything fit. And so I modified it and put it all in. So I have a really nice factory looking, you know, switch panel in the dash.
1: It was funny because Parker sent me, a text of it the other day and I, I pulled that te- uh, it up. I was like, God dang, dude, did, like, I thought you designed the whole thing, or I thought you manufactured like all the switches and everything. No, like no, that. no, 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 like, oh man,
0: dang dude, that looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a factory part. Yeah. Um, got all that wired in and, it's, and again, again, it's none of it actually interacts with, or, or splices into the, the factory harness. Um, everything's. I wanted everything to be separate. Um, I installed a uh, Banks iDash. It's basically a CAN bus multi-gauge and that way I can read all the sensors. So like I can get the transmission temperature, oil temperature, all that good stuff. Um, and you can put warnings on it. Um, so like if you if it over well you can basically put a warning that's below like what's bad. So like the usually a lot of times, like the your check engine light will only let you know when stuff's really going wrong. Okay, especially when it's, when it's temperature. Like let's say transmission. Especially
1: temperature. if it if it blinks, if it if that thing is blinking, yeah, uh, you're you're done. Yeah, that's it.
0: So so with this device, I can set a lower threshold, so be more like a warning. So I can be like, hey, the transmission temperature is getting to like one ninety, like start flashing to be like. You should, you know, maybe not be throttling up a mountain or something, or whatever you're doing. Don't do it. Just stop, whatever. Yeah. So you, so you can uh, preemptively, you know, call, uh, stop harm from happening. Whereas, like, you know, the check engine lights, like, hey, something's probably broken. You should probably like do something about it. So, um, yeah,
1: my my uh, my car had that engine um <clears throat> check engine light start blinking the other day and uh, long story short i got a whole brand new engine out of it because uh, one of the bearings in my engine decided to just disintegrate and uh, it became apparently chips. the the oil was <laughs> was metallic <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not very good not very good but you know
0: warranty takes care of things like mm-hmm. that um so the cool thing though so far, I don't know if other manufacturers of these kind of trucks and vans like Ford and stuff uh do this, but GM and Chevy have this whole like upfitter documentation website. I think it's called gmupfitter.com. And you can just go and uh download all the documentation you need to like work on these trucks in terms of like upfitting them. So, like, there's a whole, like, schematic you can get of the whole truck. So, it shows you, like, where the connectors are, what the call, what the pinouts are. So, I've been using that to kind of figure out where signals are at and where I can get the right data from. And it also has stuff like uh, the part numbers for the pin, uh, like, the connectors themselves. Now, unfortunately, it's using, like, the GM part number for the terminals. It's so like I wanted to add um, more speakers because they only had the door speakers installed in my truck. It didn't have the rear speakers um, for the radio, but I wanted to add add them in, and it just didn't have the wires for them. And so, basically, what I had to do is, oh, I, I I pull up the doc, the, uh, the schematic, um, found the connector that I had to add the, the terminals to, and it has like some GM part number for the terminals and you look them up and they want like $15 for one of them. And I'm like, I need four. So I'm not going to buy. Cause I, I know they're like 15 cents at Mauser. If I go, fi- if I'd find out what the actual manufacturer is, mm-hmm. well, they actually just tell you what the connector is, what the series is. And so you usually, yeah, you just go to basically like you just take the, the series number, the connector, Go look for it on like TE connectivity's website or mouse or whatever. Then you find the right one. You go, okay, it's a it's a 48 position, it's this connector, it's this terminal, so it's this part number for the the blade that you need. Mm-hmm. And then you pay 15 cents. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some hoops to jump through, but um I guess they really want you to spend 15 bucks for a terminal. To add speaker, or it'd be forty, no, sixty dollars plus tax and shipping. Just to add speakers. <laughs> well, that's I all mean, of them ca- are like that, though.
1: But the cab in that car is not that big, so like the difference between rear and front speakers is nothing, right?
0: Yeah, you're right. But I, this is the way I can use the other drivers that are in the dash, uh, the radio units. Because it's got yeah. it's a four channel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the actual drivers exi- or
0: the amplifier
1: exists. Yeah, it's just, ampli- not to just not connected
0: anything. It's not connected anything. So now now it is. Yeah. Where did you actually mount the speakers though? They're going to go up in the headliner above your head, like slightly mm. behind your head. So like you're going to have to play I'm going to have to play with the balance to make it sound Yeah, I was
1: about to say cuz it'll be a little funky.
0: Yeah, but at least it will have four speakers instead of just two speakers by your feet. Right. So
1: Uh, Box trucks are not designed for uh, the luxury aspect. No, it's
0: not anything. But on the, on the luxury aspect, I did like add sound deadening to all the doors underneath the, the, the vinyl flooring. I added some uh, like super thick um, sound deadening underneath there. And uh, like the headliner itself, I lined it with more sound deadening. It's actually Kinda quiet it, for a box truck. Um, it's actually, if anything, it's quieter than like an RV is. Drive, RVs are actually not that quiet driving out on the road when you're inside one. Yeah. Um, it's actually quiet. Almost. It's either on par or quieter than like an RV now. So it's not bad. Nice. Now, oh. I don't know how loud it is back in the box, I, <laughs> but at least in the cab with the door shut, it's pretty quiet.
1: Well, but you're not going to be riding around in the back. No, not in the back. Nobody's
0: going to be riding around in the back. I hope not. And They shouldn't be. Yeah, they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. um, so the ne- next step on that is to kind of wrap up some of the stuff. Like I got to put the transmission cooler in, um, that kind of stuff. I think actually that is like the last thing I need to do is put the transmission cooler in and get it plumbed up. And uh, then I can start doing the fun stuff, which is like the RV part.
1: Yeah, I was about to say the last part of just the truck side of yes. this.
0: Yeah, and I, I kind of split it up that way. I, like, I wanted to make sure the truck part is all good and ready to go and then do the RV part. Because um, unfortunately, the RV part, like for the truck side, like I can just like like the transmission cooler I've had in my attic for like five years. Like I thought I was going to use it on another project and bought it ended up it not it it basically was way too big to fit on my red jeep but guess what it's perfect for the big box truck because it Ah, has all the space in the world for it so like i get to reuse like all these parts i've collected over the past decade almost i get i'm like using them so it's been great i'm like i'm not have to spend any money it's just time and uh harness tape but that's the fun part yeah no it's it's been great Now, the RV side is going to be a lot of fun because I've never built... I've built a lot of cars before. And, like, I've done this kind of electrical stuff and transmission coolers and this kind of stuff on lots of cars and trucks. So I've done it before, and I'm really good at it. So now... But, you know, it's kind of like one of those... Ah, it's old hats at this point, right? Now I get to build the RV part, which I've never done before. The downside is I have none of the parts for it. So it's going to, like, go you know, eat eat my uh my parts budget now. Cause best thing about the past couple of months is you know, I haven't had to spend any money on it. Because it's just I have all the parts. But now it's gonna that's gonna flip over. Especially when I do like the solar panel lithium battery setup. I'm not looking forward to seeing what the what kind of budget I have to put together for that. <laughs>
1: The fun money just dissolves real
0: fast. Yeah. Well, that's the best thing about when, you know, the fun stuff, at least the past couple months for this was. Uh, I never had to spend any of the money, so all the money just goes right in your bank account to save it up. And that's been great, great. Not have to, you know, spend it, but now it's going to be like, oh, not have to have a budget to buy all these car parts because I'm not going to go reach into savings. That'd be silly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think we're going to get to our next topic.
1: No, we're right about an hour now.
0: Yeah. We were going to talk about the SpaceX uh, Starship explosion launch thing. Um, It was really cool Mm -hmm. to watch. I got to watch it live.
1: It was really cool. There's, There's I have some things to say about it. I think we should save it for future topic.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll save it for next week then. Cool. So,
1: that was the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We were your hosts, Stephen Craig.
0: And Parker Dillman. Take it easy. Later, everyone.
1: Thank you, yes you, our listener, for downloading our podcast. If you have a cool idea, project, or topic, let Parker and I know. Tweet us at Macrofab, at Longhorn Engineer, or at Analog ENG, or email us at podcast at Macrofab.com. Also, check out our Slack channel. You can find it at Macrofab.com slash Slack.